Welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about Peacemaker! Oh my god, this Hi. fucking show yes. was so good and I can't wait to get into Surprise it. Surprise hit, man. And uh, today we're back to basics. It's just going to be Brando and I. Bro show! Bro show! <laughs> Alright, let's get into some BS. All right, before we begin today's <laughs> official episode, I'm going to apologize to everyone at home. Uh, I just got off being sick, so if you're hearing me, like, sniffling, like, my throat sounds weird, my voice sounds weird because of my throat arm coughing, no, I'm going to say it now. That's when, that's when your voice sounds, like, the best, The man. sexiest. When you get, like, that, like, drainage, you know, and oh, then, yeah. like, you're recovering, and then you get the little gravel in the back. That, yeah, that frog. That's your podcast that's, voice right yeah. there. <laughs> I, I wish I had that 24-7. Yeah, that's my Siler Tread voice. <laughs> yeah, there just, you go. <laughs> Dude, how about how this show came out of fucking nowhere, Dude, man? okay, so we obviously, we did the James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Episode. And we gushed. And we 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 had fun with that movie, yeah. And it's one of our least listened to episodes. No one <laughs> agreed with us at all. Nobody. <laughs> but dude, this is what James Gunn does. We're probably going to have a lot of similar conversations yeah. uh, that we did with the, the Suicide Squad movie episode. But dude- this guy, I don't know what it is. James Gunn just knows how to make rated R superhero yeah. content really he, well. He is he's is a creative person with a vision. So here's what here's what really blew my mind oh, about this. So wait, oh, wait, wait. Oh yeah. We, oh, we got to do we, it. We, whoa. We got we we're we're forgetting we are completely shit. jumping the gun here. Oh hey oh <laughs> you stupid bastard. <laughs> I should be I should be making the dad the jokes, jokes over here. True. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> Crack and open a cold one. Brought to you by Xavier Thompson of Benchmark Realty. If you're in the Nashville area, look no further than Xavier Thompson for all your realtor needs. Woo! Woo! Oh, thank you, Xavier. Thank Crack you, and Xavier. open some uh, half and half twisted teas. Ooh, mm. that stuff is good. Mm. Oh, sickness cured. <laughs> there you go. Gravel voice gone. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Owen. <laughs> Little punch buggy. Okay, so here we go. This is my actual voice now. <laughs> that should be on the the wheel of shit or whatever. Oh we god, roll. <laughs> the, the wheel of shit. Yeah, whatever we call it. I don't even remember. Where I have to do my Lilo or Stitch voice or I can't remember which. Is it, one's is which. it Lilo or Stitch? Which one? I think it's Stitch. Is it, oh, is it Stitch. Stitch sounds more like, like an, a non-human <laughs> name. Lilo is probably a real name. So. Yeah, my name is Stitch. <laughs> Who would name that little girl Stitch? <laughs> I mean, back then, no. It's 2022 now, so probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's fucking millennials. <laughs> it's not even millennials. It's uh, Zers, Gen, Gen Zs. Gen Zers, yeah. yeah. No, so like, so the craziest thing about Peacemaker, I think, is James Gunn came in and did a Suicide Squad movie. Mm -hmm. DC said, do whatever you want. And so he did it his vision. And then as they were making this movie, he announced, hey, we're going to do a spinoff show mm -hmm. with Pe with John Cena's uh, – Cena's? John Cena. Does it rhyme with penis? No, it does not. John Cena's? Cena. So no John, John Cena's is uh, – uh, Penises. Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, we're going to make a Peacemaker show. Okay. So he announced this, and I, along with the rest of the internet, was like, what the fuck, James Gunn? Like, why – who wants – a Peacemaker show. I mean, I'm right there with you on that. To be honest, John Cena and Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad was awesome. Yeah, I, he was I, fantastic. He yeah. was a dick. We talked about it a lot, and it was great. 
But to do his own show. But to do a show just based off him. Yeah. And particularly, okay, look, I, I'm going to say this now, before The Suicide Squad came out uh-huh. with John Cena, I didn't really, I never really saw movies with him. I never really cared yeah, about I, I, him as an actor. I, I wasn't really. I loved him, him either, as yeah. you know. You can't see this oh, WWF yeah. wrestler guy. Yeah. It's John Cena. <laughs> I should have put that on the soundboard. Now that I think about it, but uh, did you add a, applause or crowd cheering? I did not. We no. need those two. Okay, because I'm no. saying shit that like a, a crowd should cheer for. <laughs> yeah, thank I'll you. cheer for you, Brando. Oh, no, we'll yeah, that was but, funny. So he <laughs> has completely reversed. For me now, right? Like he was great in the Suicide Squad. I am not kidding you. He was fucking a- amazing as the show yes. lead in this show. And it even caused me to go back or watch some other shit he's been in. Like I just watched Vacation Friends. Okay. Uh, fucking hilarious. I haven't seen it. And he's a, he was one of the main characters. He's like more of a supporting character in it, but he's in it like 80% of the movie and well, he's fucking awesome and hilarious in it. And the thing is, is it's, you know, you think of like acting uh, ability, mm-hmm. but also like comedic timing. That's also a skill that not every actor has, even yeah. if you're a great actor. And the improv that he does. A lot of the show yeah. was improv and a lot of it was from John Cena. And it's really funny. Like he, yeah. his delivery on stuff is like really good. And that's what ended up happening as I'm watching the show. Cause like, as it got closer to release all this, like behind the scenes information is coming mm-hmm. out, how like DC is getting super excited about it. John's John's uh, or James Gunn's going nuts about it. Everyone's going nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? I got to see this. Yeah. I got to check this out. Cause people keep talking about this. When I sat down and watch it, I realized, you know, be, because that whole like, uh, uh, who's asking for a peacemaker? Should nobody's Nobody. asking for that? Nobody, right? And I realized that's exactly when you should make something, mm-hmm. right? When if people are, if you only give people what they're asking for, then you get this like mainstream kind of manufactured product. You know what I mean? That's just like a, a mass appeal. But when you have a creative person who has a vision for something, and they know what their thing is, and they go and make their thing. And then they, so you're not asking for it, but then they present it to the world and then they make you want it. Yes. Because it's so good. And I'm, after seeing uh, the first season of Peacemaker, I'm like, I can't wait until season two. I, I'm right there with you. I thought for sure, like, I would have loved um, Killshot, uh, Bloodsport. Uh, wow. Well, uh, Idris one? Elba's character. Yeah, Bloodsport. That's Bloodsport. Because right. there was Deadshot. There's Deadshot. That was Will Smith. Will Smith. And there's Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Which was and Idris there, Elba. And then Deadpool. And then there's Deadpool. Who is in the Marvel universe. universe. Who is basically a, making fun of those characters. Who's making fun <laughs> of Deathstroke. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> which is another DC character. Yeah. So DC has Deadshot. Bloodshot, Bloodsport, Bloodsport, Deadshot, Bloodsport, and Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yes. Uh, So stupid. (laughs) A lot of it, yes. But I thought for sure it was going to be something like that. But then to take the the Suicide Squad and go straight into Peacemaker and keep the same, it's it's R. It is R as fuck. Oh, yes. It is brutal. It is violent. It It was violent, yeah. Language for sure. Yeah. And go for and just take it, but then turn it even more into a comedy. Oh man, which was it was insane how much it was, and we got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. The fucking intro. Oh, the dance scene. The dance intro. 
I always, the moment like Netflix or Hulu, HBO, whatever, they go, do you want to skip the intro? I was just about to say that. When every that time, pops up in the screen, every skip time. intro, I'm like, don't you dare. So I turn single... to my wife, Sarah, I'm like, put the remote down. We are not skipping this intro. No. <laughs> so I'm saying this, like every single show, I skip the intro. This show, I every single time yeah. I've watched an yes. episode, I've yes. never skipped the every intro. Every single episode, oh. I watch that dance number. It is so wonderful. Oh, oh my. And the thing is, that intro, that dance number in that intro really does set the tone for the show. Yeah. Because everyone has got a very serious look on their face. Mm-hmm. No one's goofing, right? But their dance is so not real. Like it's like it's yeah, just bland face, which is meant to be like butterflies, right? Where they uh yeah, don't show emotion. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of the point of it. But they're just doing the most ridiculous thing, and it's like the one of the craziest songs ever. Do you want to taste it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and it's I just, put that on my. I, I got that on Spotify. I was like, I'm putting that. Oh, in the playlist, okay. Yeah. Then maybe that shouldn't be a trivia question for me of who uh, who's who wrote that song or performs that song. Do no, you, it shouldn't because yeah. I actually don't know who it was. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't? <laughs> oh, okay. Then I'm keeping it on. I'm giving it away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just so good. And then I mean, we just need to get right into it. Like this show. From start to finish, I had no fucking idea yeah. where it was going. Yes, same with me. I I wanted to watch it just because it became like a phenomenon and I couldn't like I kept hearing like uh all the insiders talking about it and people there's just people talking. And so I sat down and I'm like, okay, l- let's see where this goes. N- no idea what's gonna happen. And it turned into like a body snatcher uh story, yeah. you know, where John Cena he uh he gets basically what do you call it, pardoned for, for you know if if he can if he will join this team yeah. the secret team uh which is i think what are they uh they're from they're Amanda Waller's team yeah from which, the suicide squad so yeah, yeah so so this isn't the suicide squad but this is like a secret covert team of she's part of an organization i can't remember what it's called it, like checkmate was one organization she was a part of I think there's a task force one. X. Yeah, which is which was another name for Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but this isn't the Suicide Squad. No. And so he joins this task force with these other really interesting characters. I thought you know, all the characters were like Autobio. Autobio was fantastic. Which she's just like a, a regular person. <laughs> yeah. Like she like she got this job because her mom It's thinks, Amanda Waller. <laughs> yeah. Her mom's Amanda Waller and thinks that she is ruthless, but she's not. She's no. just a regular person. And then you have Harcourt, who is this like hardcore, like uh spy person. Badass. And then you have what's his name? Merv? Uh, Mern. Mern. Yeah, Clemson Mern. The team leader. And Mm -hmm. he's your typical, like, hard-ass, like, yelling at you every time you make a mistake team leader guy. And then fucking Diebeard. John Economos. (laughs) And Diebeard is, like, the tech backup. Yep. Right, because you got to have a tech genius, right? Oh, man. And that's the whole team, right? And then, well, you're forgetting two other well, vigilante, vigilante. In order, it, 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 he he stumbles into the team, and they kind of, and then Eagly <laughs> and Eagly. There you go. <laughs> he talks about his sidekick, and they're like, his "You best have a friend? You have a sidekick?" He's like, "Yeah, it's Eagly." And they're like, "Who is Eagly?" He's like, "My pet eagle." <laughs> like, dude. So from the first episode, right? Like, he is in the hospital. Because he got shot by Bloodsport and had a building fall on him. And it's like all oh, he yeah. had was like a broken clavicle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is just a fun way to pass it off because it's a superhero show. Of course. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he's just a human. But I was cool with that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, cool, whatever. Like, but they, but I don't, really I don't is, need it explained. He really is like a superhero, though. Yeah. Like, he's not. he doesn't have superpowers. No. But they play him off kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he does human stuff, but, like, 
on a you know high level. Oh He's, yeah, there's stuff he does in it that doesn't make sense at all. Like when in this first episode when he like jumps out of all the building like the buildings and like yeah. all that stuff. I'm like He's hooking up with that woman oh, and she turns out to be uh she was a she was a butterfly, butterfly, right? Yeah. yeah. And, but he's he, like, trying gets to out. escape the police. <laughs> the regular ass police. police. Yeah, and he's just like stumbling across it, which is hilarious. But dude, like in his he, like, underwear. In his underwear. And he has the world's biggest dick. When he's sitting there singing to choir boys. Yeah. And he's like doing like the whole thing. And it's just him and his whitey tidies. Dude. John Cena is like Brian Cranston. There's he gives zero fucks. Yeah. Dude, John Cena also, like, he has an amazing body. Like, uh, like uh, Sarah, you yeah, might, I know. I right? want to be careful right now. <laughs> well, she was watching it with me. We both agreed on it. We're like, damn, that dude is a gorgeous human. Yeah. The, so John Cena looks like a real life World of Warcraft human. You know the oh, humans? Yeah, in yeah World he does. Warcraft? Yeah. Because their arms are like extra large, like unrealistically large. Dude, he's like 45 or 46 right now. And and look, but look at him. He's in great shape. Yeah. He's gorgeous. Yeah. And like every scene he's danced around his little tidy whities and, and I'm sitting there like, damn, dude. Like I wish one day I could look like that. <laughs> that's his two things, confidence and a big dick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but it's like sitting there and so I'm like watching the show. The first episode, like he meets them, like obviously no one likes him. He doesn't like them. Like even when he shows up at dinner and they're like, is this guy in full like cosplay? Oh, he like wonderful. shows up in uniform. At like an Applebee's or something. And he has like this old like Mustang or GTO that's the yeah. American flag with Eagly in the back. <laughs> Fucking just was like, okay, cool. Project Butterfly. He's like, oh, it's Project Starfish. Is it Starfish? Like, is it Butterfly related? It's like, you guys aren't original with names. I'm like, okay, cool. Then he starts randomly fucking this chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he meets his. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where they met, but. At, at a bar. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. At a bar. Right. And he's like, cool. And next thing you know, it's like them in the bathroom. They're going at it at her apartment. Yeah. And then next thing I know, she's like a superhuman screaming at him, tossing him around like he's a four-year-old child. Yeah. This show has just been absolutely. Like, it was like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking hooked yeah what is going on yeah. here and it is just the wildest ride possible and it's just as every single episode was perfect i i don't know if i really have a critique of the show every single episode was good like every single one i mean and it really like john cena really hooks you at the beginning because he's he's kind of this <clears throat> tragic character like i like that they didn't play him off like just a douchebag because that was his character he's like yes. peacemaker's like the douchebag captain america mm -hmm. um but then like when you spend time with him like you realize like man he's it's not just because he's a jerk it's because like he really is a broken insecure person you know like like he's trying to be cool and he he's he's authentic about the things he likes he likes his 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 music you yep. know what i mean he likes you know, but but at the same time, he he's just like the, his personality flaws where he's obnoxious are like, and you get into his backstory, you realize like, man, he's just a hurting person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was that scene where he, like he's in his trailer and he's crying. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah, that was an interesting scene, right? Because in the Suicide Squad, you saw him like there was no emotion, there was no regret. If yeah. he lived up to, he's like, I will do anything for peace. I will kill as many men, women, and child. Yes, I need for peace. For peace. <laughs> and he ends up killing Rick Flagg. And we talked about that yeah. in the episode. And he's haunted by that. 100%. And they actually show that, yeah. which was so cool to have that scene where, you know, he just killed the first butterfly and it captures Goff. 
Oh yeah, which but, was also it's like then a butterfly comes out of the face, crazy. But then he wasn't there, expecting that. I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, captures it, but is then taking care of it, feeding it. But then he gets drunk and high and starts to cry. Yeah, and he's living back to that he killed Rick Flag. Yeah, and that's why he's like having this kind of like existential crisis. The whole entire show is about his existential crisis. Yeah, and exactly. trying to let go of who he thought he was that his father made him, which is funny that our last episode, Book of Boba Fett, was the exact same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, just connected that right now. I really got this vibe that like you have this person who was just constantly put in inhospitable circumstances. You know, like you as a child, he grew up with this like white supremacist uh like Nazi guy who was very violent and, you know, just just crazy in every way. You know, yeah. that's a horrible situation. But then he gets mixed up with Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. That's not a good environment. That's not – so, like – and then he, even with Task Force X, you know, this was the most nurturing environment he had ever been in, which is – that was the point of the show. That's where mm-hmm. you see the character progression. And this is not a nurturing team. No, you know, they're not, not at all. But it's the most – it's the closest thing he's ever had to – what could be qualified as nurturing and you, and you get like, man, he's just been in these horrible, it's it's almost like that toxic masculinity kind of thing where like, yeah, gotta be tough and he's trying to be tough. But then all of the like, like softer sides of him, if you notice that he only expresses that in scenes where he's by himself. Yeah. You know, when he's taking care of golf, mm -hmm. he's by himself and he doesn't tell anyone about it. When he's crying, he's by himself. He doesn't tell anyone about any, anytime he shows compassion or, or caregiving or softness in any way, it's always by himself. And it's just sad. It is. And he talks about that too. You know, there's times when he was exercising his face muscles, how he put it. (laughs) Oh, that's what he told Vigilante. (laughs) Yeah. Is he's exercising his face muscles. What what are you doing, man? man? Exercise my face muscles. (laughs) But But that's a perfect example where like he immediately comes up with this response of, no, I'm tough, man. I'm, yeah. my, I'm not crying. But he talks about that where he's like, he says that he's a dick. He knows he's a dick and he's pushing everybody away. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, this guy's just an asshole. Like he gets called racist from the very beginning by the janitor. Even though he's not. He's not. He's not at all. Yeah. And he's actually bisexual. Yeah. 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 Um, which is kind of crazy. But like you you see all this stuff uh, and you're like, okay, so why is this? But it's just everything he's known. It's you know, he got raised by the White Dragon, which was the leader of like an Aryan empire. Yeah. He was an actual racist. Yeah. I, and it was like crazy. And that's Robert Patrick, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, man. That was wonderful. Also. And like getting all that and like growing up in that and like knowing that's all he, he knows. And then eventually like trying to actually be a superhero, but he is a villain technically. Yeah, in the be- beginning because of the way he does it. I mean, yeah, he, he's he, brutal. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Like no one's ever taught him. You know, he he's just trying to react to the world that he's been given, and he's just always existed in this like really harsh world. You know, this, yeah. this life that he's been given. And so it it makes sense where he has this persona, right? He's like, oh, I only kill with weapons that have the dove of peace on it. Like he has this persona that he's trying to keep up with everybody. But like you said, when he's alone, mm-hmm. you see the real. Chris Smith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you see who he truly is and all the shit that he's going through. Cause he even does stuff where he like calls ladies sweet cheeks or sugar tits. And he's like toxic masculinity. Like but, you but, said, but that was his like, 
stupid way of trying to be nice, kind yeah. of. But he doesn't know how to be nice because he never grew up in a nice environment. I no mean, one the, ever nurtured that in yeah. him. Yeah. When he, you don't know anything about his mother. Like we, That's true. Don't know what happened to his you mom. You know what? I didn't even think about that until right now. You yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, that's true. There's not even a mention of her. Yeah, it's just uh, there's one time when uh, Augie, his dad, Robert Patrick, says like, you know, I watched you come out of your mother's womb. I, I should have known I should have killed you that day. And that's yeah. the only mention. Just horrible shit. So he Jeez. never had that. And you see, like, his dad, like, was making him fight his brother for yeah. fun in front of all of his friends. Like, you watched him kill a guy. Like, he legitimately tied, like, his dad tied a dude up in a chair. Yeah. Gave Chris a knife when he was, like, I don't know, maybe 10. Yeah. Maybe 12. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like, just that, super yeah. young and made him kill the dude. And the only healthy relationship he ever had in his life was his brother. And it shows you have those flashback scenes of him oh, when they're kids. Yeah. And their brothers, and then his dad made them fist fight, you know, to toughen them up, up yeah. to make them men, you know, and uh, and then he accidentally kills his brother. His brother falls in that rock, and he and he dies. No, so he punches him and actually causes a seizure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he punches him and he falls down, and he, you know, yeah. which is a real life thing, yeah, man. Like can you happen. Can, you can actually be killed just by being punched mm -hmm. and falling down, which is it's it's crazy how fragile life can be. But and that was one of those situations where. You know, the only healthy relationship in his life and he dies. And that was the explanation behind the dove of peace yeah. and the peacemaker that he made this vow of peace in his own distorted, broken way. way yeah. But and, and so it starts out as like a fucking joke. Right. And you're like, he is. you're like peacemaker who kills everyone. That's the joke. But then as you like learn behind it, you're like, wow, I'm actually feeling feelings for this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was wild to, to watch him grow. I mean, it was only eight episodes long, but to have that, like to go from what peacemaker, like he's a, such a one dimensional character. Yeah. What are we like? And then to watch it, I'm like, holy shit. Like James Gunn, the writers and John Cena, did a great job to make yeah. sure that he had a full story arc in those eight episodes to make it where even by like episode three or four, you kind of start to identify and feel for him. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, okay, shit, like, man, like. I want this dude to win. Now, yeah, you know? I'm like, like, honestly, if I grew up with like a dad like that, I'd probably be fucked up too. Yeah. And not, not know how to show my emotion. And even then when, I think it's like the sixth or seventh episode when Harcourt, uh, drills a dove of peace onto the gun yeah, for him. Yeah. And the first thing he says, oh, it's facing the wrong way. And then he looks up and sees her face and she's like, oh, he's like, thank you though. Like you could see he's trying. He's learning. Yeah. 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 And what was interesting about the character Harcourt also is she's actually very similar to Peacemaker in that way where she's also this hard ass. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like like they she's adopted, just like he has, she's adopted this stern, hard exterior yeah. as a self-protective measure just in this world that we live in. And she's like this hard ass and like n no one gets close to her. And, you know, and it was interesting, like they paralleled that a lot where she pushes people away too. They didn't get into her as much, mm -hmm. you know, um, but in, in, and hers was from a different perspective because they even had that one scene where like guys are hitting her her in the bar and she's all she's like all i want to do is have a beer but i can't do that she just wants to exist in the world yeah and then there's some dudes who want to like sexually object objectify her and you can see like in so and almost like this man who grows up in this toxic masculine environment you know and, and 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 how he tries to survive it and then you have this woman who has a very different experience in mm -hmm. life you know and she's also trying to survive in it and be hardened by it oh and yeah so that that was in just a few episodes they kind of just showed you and, and they didn't go too far into hardcourts but just enough to where you're like this is an interesting character i kind of see where she's coming from yeah. you know and it gives her a chance to grow also for you sure know, as 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 
Peacemaker softens, she kind of softens, and they kind of make a connection by the end of it. I, yeah, and there's some – well, he approaches here first because he's like, I've been in prison for like five years. I haven't had sex in five years. Yeah, and that was their first interaction. And, and that didn't go well. Yeah, it did not go well. <laughs> and so – but like you could – and she's like, no, I'm just sitting here. I want to have a beer and stuff like that. But you can see like he objectified her, but then by the end of the series – like they have a friendship, they've grown. She actually almost dies, but he like waits by the hospital bed on the side. And eventually you can kind of tell it is a little romantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even if it isn't romantic, they have made like uh, the, like our, the team member, team partner kind of connection there. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the best scenes, I would say some of the best scenes of the entire show are in their fucking truck. On oh, the way man. to a mission. mission. Yeah. There's so many. And I love how the they loading did. screen. Yes. That's what I called it. Like, it's like, hey, you're going to the next mission. Yes. You're going to have that loading screen, right? So many shows. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's great for that. Like a great game that does that is God of War. The third one that. Yeah. Uh, or the fourth one that came out uh, a couple of years back. It was the Viking one. I, I think that's four. Um, but anyways, they do that where it's like they have to do loading screens to get to the next area. And what they do is they put you on a boat with your son. Yeah, yeah. And that was some of my favorite moments because of the dialogue and the interaction yes. you were getting between father and son. And you were getting that in that van like you were talking about. Like yeah. them just bullshitting around trying to choose music or like fucking around and like making fun of somebody. But like it started to build that team camaraderie. Yes, exactly. And, and and like a lesser show would have skipped over that mm-hmm. because you would have just gone to the story. Like what's the story? Yeah. Well, then we go and then we shoot these aliens and then we go and shoot these bad guys. And it's like, wait, but James Gunn is like, wait a minute in the van on the way there and they're making fun of each other about what kind of music they like mm-hmm. and and then like later on when they're in the van again later then they're like appreciating each other's music you know what i mean they love the street kids by the time they're rocking out together and they even have that picture at the end who yeah. i think it was Dibius. Yeah. yeah he took that he had that picture <laughs> Economos, <laughs> where he took that picture where they were rocking out, and when they were all genuinely yeah, rocking Harcourt out, Harcourt took that picture. Yeah, yeah, in the group chat, yeah, and they're all genuinely having fun together, rocking out to this music, and you're like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. You see how like they're friends now; they've opened up to dude, each other. And Economos, like, obviously, he's the punching bag of the group. Yeah, like Die Beard, whatever you want to call him, he gets made fun of by everybody. Well, they call Constantly, him Die Beard, though, yeah. or, or Peacemaker does, but yeah. he's a fucking like badass. You realize, like, he's the one that stopped Judo Master. Yeah. He's the one that stopped the fucking gorilla. Oh, yeah. With the, the chainsaw. The fucking gorilla. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, the gorilla. And then as well, when um, the white supremacists are about to overtake Vigilante and yeah. Eagly and Peacemaker, he comes up behind him and mows all of them down. Well, yeah, like, Economos right. is, like, the actual badass of all of them. But yeah. it, it just happenstance accident, right? But But he's the trope of the the tech nerd but but yeah. they break that trope so much in this show and it's funny because they even have that scene where like he's trying to infiltrate the uh the butterfly groups oh and, man yeah. and the guy's like asking him was like well if you've taken over this host body you have the host memories so tell us a, you know he's not tell us about him but he asked him a certain question it's like why does he why does he dye his beard that's right yeah and he actually has this whole moment where he talks about it and i was like oh man but and then in that moment, they give us yet another character who, you know, he's like a nerdy guy. He's mm-hmm. an overweight guy. He's the punching bag of jokes. He's He's been insulted. Yeah. He's been the outcast. People make fun of him. It's just a big fucking joke. And it hurts him. Like, you see another, yet another person who's hurt. 
And because he's hurt, he tries to be cool by coloring his beard. And so people don't think people don't notice. Anyway, it just gives us this really interesting, like, you're like, here's yet another person who's just trying to survive in this fucked up world. Yeah. And I think that they all realize that about each other. That and, like, dude, we're all just trying to get by in this world. And that's what James Gunn does best. And yes. We talked about that with like Guardians of the Galaxy and even with um, – the Suicide the Squad. Suicide, yeah. And then even he, uh, James Gunn did another R-rated superhero movie. Oh, uh, yeah. The one with Rain Wilson. Yeah. Super. Super. Super with uh, Rain Wins- uh, Wilson and the girl from G- Juno. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, her, uh, he now. He? Oh. Well, I did not know that. I'm, I apologize. Yeah. She transit. She was, oh, I don't know what name she's going by, or he's going by Goodbye. now. But Anyways. But so yeah. The, two, the, but it's, it's yeah, that. Juno. It's, it's yeah. two outcasts that don't fit into the world yeah. that find each other and fit with one another. And that's what James Gunn does so well. And that's yeah. why I loved it. It was so good. He, he takes these broken people and he just, he, he makes you fall in love with them. But at the same time, then you have these characters like um, his dad. Oh, uh, Peacemaker's man, dad. Yeah. So he's also, and they don't go into his backstory or anything, but he's obviously something is fucked up about him, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know. He's the white dragon. But instead of taking this, yeah, he's like the super racist, like genuinely racist yeah. guy. And, like, and they go there in the show. You're okay, like, Okay, oh, so shit. before you continue with that, that's one of my favorite things about it when he is purposely making fun of uh, Detective Song, who's an Asian woman. Yes. And he does like the typical like – Chingy chong chang ching chopsticks, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just like, or like, in your language, what? And then she goes, "Oh no, I think your translation's off. That means my haircut looks like a donkey took a shit on me." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is so good." What I loved about their interactions was uh, she never got offended. They didn't go that route. No. We're like, because uh, uh, what's his name? T one thousand. Uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. He would say something incredibly racist, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Wow, you're a piece of shit." And she, but she would never respond that. She would never go, oh, "I can't believe you said that." Instead, yeah. it, she was like, "I'm going to go toe to toe with you," and she would like her wit would just slap right back yeah. at him and say something even funnier, funnier. even and, wittier, and, and destroy then, him, and destroy him. And it was like, dude, that's so much better oh, than man. just like gasping and saying, "How dare dude. you!" They the show never did that. Instead, no. they're like, "Fuck you, yeah, man!" Fuck you. And then yeah. her partner, he also tried to be wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> He would try to be witty also, but he couldn't. He wasn't as sharp as no. she was. Dude, I love those interactions. Like, that was my favorite where, like, some racist person says something like, just ignorant. Yeah. And even his insults, they weren't like uh, Robert Patrick's uh, – Robert Patrick? Robert Patrick. His his insults, they were just racist. They weren't, like, you know, witty at all. No. And she would just, like, just demolish him, man, and just show that, man, you're just ignorant. You're dumb. You're trying to get a rise out of me, and you're not getting yeah. that. No. I'm not giving you it that. It was so good for that. And so – Getting into that, we actually have to talk about my favorite character in the entire series. Do you want to guess? Um, it's not eagerly. Uh, vigilante. Vigilante. <laughs> I am not kidding. We you. haven't even talked about him yet. Yeah. Is he was so good? So Freddie Stromar plays him. Is he? Was he in stuff before this? He's. Um, let me pull it up. Really I don't quick. recognize him at all. Uh, okay. He was an extra in Harry Potter. And uh, really, yeah, okay. he was Cormac McLaggen in Harry Potter. <laughs> Who the fuck is and that? if you are a fan of the show, you know I don't like Harry Potter, so I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't even know. I love I, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. He was in the background going Wiggins and Wiggins. Yeah, he was in Wiggins and That sounds like some Harry Potter. Yeah, shit yeah, right yeah. There. Abracadabra, you're dead. Um, <laughs> it's Abracadabra. Um, oh, 
he was in an episode of Game of Thrones as an extra. He was in Pitch Perfect as an extra. So he really – he was just a background character. Yeah, he so was. he hasn't really had un- – okay, so the Unreal TV series, Time After Time TV series. I don't even know what those are. Uh, Bridgerton TV series, the Crew TV series is okay. like stuff that he's been – Yeah. Has like main roles in, but it's really been <laughs> crowd member number thirty three. <laughs> <laughs> so this was yeah. his big breakout. This role, is big man. breakout role, and it was so good to have someone so dry, but like someone that's dry but attempting to not be dry and funny. Oh yeah, he did so well because it is so fucking hilarious. All the stupid shit that he gets into. He's like, you can't walk without your pinky toe. Your pinky toe is the most important toe. <laughs> he is. So he's like. Is he, is he like sociopathic and maybe autistic or, or because he, cause he's sociopathic in the sense that like he has no empathy for people, but he also doesn't understand social like he's, cues and yeah, stuff like that. So I, just a weird, awkward kid, I would say. Yeah. He's, you know, he, well, there's clearly something like clinically wrong with him. I like, mean, yeah. He murders people for <laughs> a living and has no I mean, remorse. Yeah. He's definitely sociopathic, yeah. but he's, but he's also, he just doesn't, he doesn't get it. No. <laughs> It's so good where he's like he he has a threesome with Peacemaker, but doesn't take off his helmet. Oh yeah, he's, that's he's right. like nobody nobody can know who I am. And eventually, when he, the helmet comes off, he's like sitting there being interrogated. He's doing all those faces. Oh, he's, he's like, and I changed my like, face. They can't do? be able to identify me. Which was actually a brilliant idea. I was like, that's funny because yeah. like you can't because you no. keep making all these faces, but you still look ridiculous. <laughs> But his character was like he was he was almost like uh one of those like real life superheroes. Like he he was like a, a wannabe, like a tryhard. Yeah. Where he he wants to be a superhero, but because he doesn't really understand anything, you didn't realize how ridiculous he no. is. And there are. Did you know there are real life superheroes? Yeah, there are there's like isn't there a guy in Seattle or something that Phoenix walked? Jones. Phoenix, Phoenix Jones, yeah. Phoenix Jones. So like and he actually his outfit looked very similar to Vigilantes. Oh, really? Okay. So he would wear he would dress up in an outfit. Yeah. And uh he would patrol the streets and as like a, a vigilante trying to fight crime, petty crime, and he would and there's all the this is real life. Yeah, this real. is a real life this person legit, in real life. Yeah. And he would try to stop drug deals and clean the streets or whatever. And he he had a carried a taser. He got into some scuffles. But apparently um he eventually ended up getting arrested. Yeah. And so and I remember years ago reading about Phoenix Jones and I was like, this is fucking cool as hell, man. And <laughs> it's like, like a kick ass. But we yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was like kick ass. And nobody knew who he was. You know, because he refused to tell anyone. Well, yeah. then he got arrested. And he had to appear in court without his mask, mask on, yeah. and his identity got <laughs> revealed. I was like, "This is some real life comic book <laughs> shit going on here, man." But uh, vigilante, my favorite scene with him is when Adebayo convinces him to put himself in prison so he can kill Peacemaker's father. Oh yeah! So he sits down at the like lunch area with his dad, with Peacemaker's dad, Robert Patrick, and like three or four of his goons. Yeah, and he's like. Hey, I like, I'm here. I'm new. I want to get to know you guys. I have an idea. Why don't we go around the table and we all say our favorite thing that black people have, com- have like contributed to society. <laughs> and these guys are all super and, racist. Yeah. They yeah. all the Aryan, like, you know, they have yeah. the, the, the Nazi flag, like tattoos. And they're yards. huge prison dudes, dudes, right? 
They they already established like how scary and violent these guys are, and yeah. then he sits down with and starts talking shit, and then it's like goes around and he's trying to provoke them. So he goes on this whole rant about like music and like he's like, oh yeah, you know Elvis Presley was influenced by this person and that. And, yeah, like, oh going down the Stole line, rock and roll yeah. from black people. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and the racists are getting so mad. Yeah, and he just like eventually like and he kicks their fucking ass. Dude, Vigilante is a badass in the show, and it was all so that he could be in front of a camera and. Show that they attacked him unprovoked, mm-hmm. and then he fucking demolishes them. And he and and but the, what's his name T one thousand wouldn't do it. Yeah, he's like, like he, oh, I know what you're trying to do. So he couldn't kill him. You know what I mean? Oh. And uh, oh, you're gonna do also, number two? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on number. Two. Oh no, wait, wait for me. Oh, you're on number three? No, I'm on number two. This is a three. this is just a Lacroix. All right, here we go. Here we go. There we go. Number two for me. Uh, yeah, and he just fucking kicks their ass. Yeah, and it's like, but it's trying to provoke them so he doesn't. It, Get in trouble because yeah. that was the thing about vigilante was that like he's not all there like mentally necessarily, um, and he's not all, and, he, and he's really kind of sociopathic. But when it comes to fighting, like he was actually legit. Like well, he he, yeah. he could fight in one of the episodes when he goes to Peacemaker's house to steal the helmets from his dad. Yeah, he talks about like you see the white dragon costume that Robert Patrick wore, wore in it, and he says like, "Oh, there's gaps in the armor." Yeah. And then later on when – That's right. Doesn't he end up like exposing that or Yeah. So I'm then later on what happens is when in the episode where White Dragon attacks Peacemaker, he's like, I'm just going to fucking kill my son. I'm done. I'm oh, going to yeah. kill him. He attacks. Out of nowhere, P- uh, Vigilante jumps up and stabs him and says there's gaps. Look, there's gaps in the armor. Yeah. And proves his point. I love that that setup and, and, oh, and right man, there. It's so good. There, 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 my favorite character though probably would be Adebayo. Um, just because she was so normal, like mm-hmm. it, you know, with vigilante, he's like a sociopath and he has no empathy with Harcourt with peacemaker. They're just broken people in these horrible situations trying to survive with, uh, Mern Mern. Yeah. Mern Mern. Okay. He ends up being a butterfly, which we have to talk about. Uh, and he's got his own stuff. And so they're all like these you know, characters. Yeah. Whereas Adebayo, she is just a normal person. Yeah. And I mean, she's like, man, I'm, I'm just here because my mom got me this job. She was, <laughs> so she had lost her previous job. Her and her wife were like down and out and needed money. With their little dogs? With their little dogs and costumes. <laughs> I love their dogs, man. Yeah. He's so cute. He's so tiny. Yeah. And she just needed money. So she joins the team and she's trying to like, like calm her wife down. She's like, no, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not risking anything, but she yeah. is, she's risking your yeah. life. But because she's like, I have to do this because this is the only job I have, you mm-hmm. know? And she ends up like struggling with a lot. Like, you know, uh, Amanda Waller's like, you need to plant this journal on Peacemaker yeah. so we can frame him for anything that goes bad. You know, you need to do this and that. And she struggles with all of that. And you can just, I like, I just feel like I related to her more, like more than anyone else. Cause you're like, man, she's in this tough position. She's like, but she can do karate if she needs to much like you. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're the same (laughs) is Brando and Autobio. We're the same Same. people. Mm, If you already look us up on Instagram, you even look the same. Mm. (laughs) We here at the Healers Network do not support anything Brando just said. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But I mean, like you know how it is. I mean, if I were in her position, I would be reluctant until the last episode. Second, yeah, and then I would do karate and, and shoot guns. And yeah, she does ca- gun kata, gun fu, <laughs> gun fu. Which okay, we have to talk about that. The last episode, right? That fight scene where they walk in to all the butterflies. Yeah, and they're like outside the barn, and that fight scene was so cool. Peacemaker actually brings in a shield. 
Oh yeah, and starts yeah. just obliterating people. He with never it. had that shield nope. before. <laughs> no, and it's like there's a point where like he someone throws the shield off him, like p- kicks it off his hand, and then he like aims his gun and shoots the shield milled air into somebody's face. Yeah, and like kills him. I was like, what is going on? Well, that was the thing. This show does not spare the like amazing action. No, like we not at all. we get so much amazing action because they are superheroes and they are like. Uh, uh, spies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get that shit, and it is when they decide to do that, it is so good. And that's the thing about James Gunn; he did this in the Suicide Squad, also, is that it just walks this really thin line between goofy humor yeah. and very serious characters and very serious action, and it just perfectly walks that line, man. Yeah. Like I don't know why, because like they'll be say something so like cartoonish. In one scene, and then the next scene, you're like, dude, I'm going to cry. Because okay. if you get shot and die, if this character dies, I'm going to cry. But even the <laughs> scenes with, like, the fight scenes with the Judo Master, it's, like, legit <laughs> fight what? scenes. That's a perfect example. Judo Master is, like, a four-foot-tall kid. Is he a kid? I don't even know if he's an adult. Yeah, in this. It's, uh, yeah. the, the uh, actor, I think, is, like, 23, 24. Okay, but yeah. he's, like, a small dude. Yeah. He's, like, size of, like, so, a 12-year-old. Yeah, John Cena's, like, 6'2". He's, like, 800 pounds <laughs> of pure muscle. He's Sculpted sculpted marble. (laughs) And he like sits there and he's fighting Judo Master and Judo Master is kicking his ass. He kicks everybody's ass. But it's funny because he's like, oh yeah, you know why I keep you around? In case I snap my Achilles attendant, I'll just replace it with your whole fucking body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he he goes there with those. I'm watching this with with Sarah, you know what I mean? And so we're watching this together. And when they bring Judo Master out, which one, he's really small. Mm -hmm. And two, he's got such a goofy comic book uh, costume, outfit, costume, oh, so bad. Because you know how like they'll take these comic, like DC does this, but especially Marvel, mm-hmm. they'll take a comic book costume and they'll they'll make it cool and yeah. live action and like plausible. Yep. Nope, not for Judo Master, not for Judo or Peacemaker. It's just this goofy ass comic mm-hmm. book costume, and he comes out, and Sarah was sitting next to me. She goes, "Really?" <laughs> She's like, "What the hell is this?" And I was like, yeah. "I don't know, but I'm going along for the ride." Oh man! And it then was, he ends yeah. up just kicking everybody's ass. Everybody's ass. It was so good. Oh my gosh! But we need to also talk about the butterflies. Yeah. So that yeah, that, that's that's the story right there. Yeah. Right? So the butterflies is an alien race that came to Earth, and they're literally like large sized butterflies that will yeah. sw- go in your mouth or anus. And then take over, your, <laughs> kill you, and then take over your brain. Well, any orifice. Any yeah. orifice. I love how, like, we were, like, a few episodes in before we learned that, too. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, the end of the second episode is when he... Was it the second? Might have been the third, I think. Was it? But, okay. it, but it was... Yeah, it, anyways, you're, yeah. you're in. But, like, you know... They didn't tell Peacemaker what Project Butterfly was. Mm-mm. And we as the audience don't know what Project, Project Butterfly And you're like, what the hell? Why are they killing these people? You're going to kill a senator now? Or, yeah. Or a congressman? Well, you see them all suddenly they put, like, goop in a bowl and then, like, a tentacle comes out of their yeah. mouth. And so you're like, okay, what happens? And then at the end, when that, this alien that looks like a butterfly with butterfly yeah. wings and it flies off. And, and Peacemaker's like, oh, yeah. That's what a butterfly yeah, is. Yeah, a butterfly. <laughs> so you get it. You get yeah, it. Yeah, but the whole entire point, and I really like that because, it, you know, Judo Master wasn't a butterfly, but kept saying, like, right before he got shot, was like, you you don't understand the butterflies. They're not bad people. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, interesting. But and you don't then, know why he said that. What, what does that mean? You don't know. And then he captures, obviously, the main butterfly, Goff, and, like, is feeds it, keeps it in a jar, and they have the whole scene of, like, tap once for no, twice for yes. Yeah. And Peacemaker like, does. Yeah, yeah, Peacemaker with Vigilante, which is a fucking hilarious scene. He's like, because Vigilante's there, and it's like, you have to ask a yes or no question. He's like, is your favorite color, what's your favorite color? And it's like, <laughs> yes or no questions. <laughs> yes. 
And I love how like Eagly kept trying to eat oh, Goff. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he kept him in that jaw and like in that jar. And like Eagly was like tapping on it with his beak. <laughs> Peace was like, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> but it gets into it because at the end when they have like the cow, which is yeah. a, a giant like. I, I, what, what do you call those? Like uh, like a grub worm? Grub worm. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a giant grub that produces the liquid that they're, butterflies. Their food. Yeah. yeah, their food. It's They're like trying to teleport it away and Goff is now in Detective Song and it's like, hey, like, is it fighting him? And he goes, I have no reason to hurt you. I actually trust you. Yeah. And gives the story where it's like their planet, they had like brought it to ruin. Yeah. It was basically like uh, climate change. Yeah. We had destroyed our uh, ecosystem and then we came here and then we saw you guys are doing the same thing. And so we wanted to stop it. Mm -hmm. So that I wanted to ask you about that. Okay. Um, Because she gives him, she basically says, we're going to try to save your, we're trying to save your planet. We're going to make the decisions that you're incapable of. Because you are obviously, you, you're, you humans are destroying the ecosystem Mm -hmm. and we're going to prevent that. And so we're taking over these bodies and all that stuff to prevent that. And you have the choice. Do you go with these aliens who are taking over bodies in a horrific way? Yeah. Because they they see you see these these butterflies like sawn into people's skulls and shit. Yep. Like it's gross. It's it's hor- it's horrific. But at the same time, they're trying to save the human. So what would you do? Because Peacemaker was faced. Oh, with, I, with, it's it's easy for me. What would you have done? Yeah, no, it's even it, even if it's the wrong decision, it's my decision to make. So I would kill the cow. You would have done it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would have said no. I would have said no. See, I was torn over that. I was like, man, I don't know what I would do. Well, it's interesting because that's the parallel, right? Like he ultimately Peacemaker kills the cow because yeah. he knows if he didn't, they would have hurt his friends. Yeah. But also he was done letting other people make decisions for him and be affected by that because yeah. that's the whole story of his father. Yeah. Like he grew up and he still was like making decisions because of his father. Right. Yeah. And he's, and I felt like that was the parallel where is if he had said yes to her, it would have just been a whole nother, like he's now succumbing to another, like fa- his another yeah. father figure. He's just being controlled by, by, yeah, so, yeah. by somebody else. Yeah. And he was over that. And I think that's like the true testament to, it. and even Adebayo says like, like, yeah, like it sucks, but at least it's now it's our decision to make. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. Well, that was, that was cause like, there's the part of me that feels like, you know, I, you know, we need to have the freedom to make our own choices. Yeah. Even you know if it's I mean? the wrong choice. But there was also the part of me that was like, I have no faith at all in our leaders and politicians to ever do the right thing ever. Also true. <laughs> very, very true. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know which one, yeah. you know, I would probably go with the freedom side. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we need to be self-sufficient even if we do make the wrong choices because mm-hmm. that's important, you know? But I don't know. But it was, but it, it I was not expecting to be confronted with a moral decision like that. Yeah. In the fucking Peacemaker show, man. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It just, I was like, oh my God, it's another kaiju. Okay, cool. And yeah. And need help to, to teleport it. And it was like, man, I'm like, what's he going to do? And I'm like, I really hope they don't, like, he doesn't, like, because she's like, I know you. I watched you. Thank you for feeding me. Like, she's playing to his, his, yeah. Because she side. was the one in the jar. Yeah. Cause yeah. she actually got to see the real. Christer, Chris Smith, the real yeah. peacemaker. Yeah. So it, what was but, but that? Then he's was, like activate human torpedo. Uh, <laughs> yes. But that was crazy. How like you know? Because Goff was in the senator, right? 
Mm-hmm. And and he killed the center and Goff and that's when he got Goff and put him in the jar. Yep. And then fed him and stuff. And then he escaped and then he got into the detective woman. Mm-hmm. And um what was crazy is in that last episode, like one of the closest connections out of all this show that Peacemaker has is with this butterfly yeah. alien. Mm-hmm. And and I wasn't expecting it. And they're like, look, I know you. Yeah. I know like what you said. And, um, man, it just was like, oh, shit. Like, it was just like, it sucks for Peacemaker. I'm like, are you going to kill yet another person who yeah. you care about? And you even at I mean? the end, like, he shoots uh, Goff, but doesn't kill the butterfly. Just kills the human body. Yeah, shoots Goff in the chest. And then yeah. she actually comes back, gets the butterfly to his house because he has a little bit of the of the liquid left. And, like, he pours it out. And, yeah. like, they sit down next to each she other. She survives in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And so – I was that detective, uh, Detective Song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her and her partner, they were throughout the whole show. I fell in love with the detec- Detective Song because of the whole like racist, like snapbacks oh, yeah. and stuff, because she was just so witty and she just dominated oh, him every so time. Good. And when Goff like flew into her mouth and started cutting into her skull, and, and they kill, they kill the host mm-hmm. and take over the body in their brain. And that's where the the butterfly is. I was like, no, yeah. dude. That I was scene though, afterwards where she like summons all the other butterflies and like takes over oh. the entire police station. Yes, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, this is terrifying. The police and the criminals, criminals, everybody. Which that scene when they're the, then they're walking down the hallway and all of them are trying to learn how to smile again. <laughs> well, it was cool, and she even said that. Yeah. yeah. Or no, it was another. It was the other no, character. No, was, she said it. It's like it's like e- pe- every human like smiles differently, mm-hmm. and each each one you have to learn. You use the muscles in a different way. Yep. And and humans don't even realize. It. I was like, that's an interesting line right that's there. That's that's pretty that's pretty profound. And that's why everyone has a different smile. And yep. then when they were trying to practice. Practice the smiles. They looked like a fucking Joker, dude. Yeah. It was creepy as yeah. hell. Was, you're just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he's goofy. You can't see ass. it, but I just made a weird face. He made a super weird face. The weirdest <laughs> of weird faces. But like, it was wonderful. Like, it was just like, gosh, dude. Like, I, I, I we, we do have to talk about this. We do have to talk about this. My favorite scene in the whole show. Do you know what my favorite scene? Your in the entire scene, show? Uh, the whole show. Could you guess what it is? Oh my! I'm, is it when it's going to be so obvious when I tell you? Oh god! Is it when Eagly hugged Peacemaker? That was wonderful. Okay, but, but that no. wasn't it. It's right, up there. What, what what was it? When the Justice League shows oh, up at the end, <laughs> Superman shows up at the end. Well, yeah, but it was like it was a double. You know, of course. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. the only one they actually got well, they actually got um, Ezra, Aquaman, and Flash. And Flash, yeah, they got Ezra and uh, Momoa to show up. So at the end, the big climactic battle, the big yeah. showdown. You're late, assholes. Peacemaker <laughs> and his Task Force X fucking handle business. Are murdering aliens, blow shit up, and when everything's over and done with, that's when the Justice League shows up. Yep. Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, and Superman. They originally all show had up. Uh, doubles for both Cyborg and Batman too, but for some reason they decided to digitally remove them. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Cyborg and Batman were there too. That's is that one, one of trivia. That places? is one of my trivia questions. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna expand <laughs> further on it until we get to trivia because it is okay. interesting. But like, so they got um, uh, James Gunn was doing something with Jason Momoa. Um, I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. And he dropped the idea. So he he had this meeting with Jason Momoa and he goes, hey, would you be willing to do an Aquaman cameo in my show Peacemaker? And so he said, uh, well, tell me about it. So James Gunn said, well, 
they have been making fun of Aquaman all uh, all episodes long, long yeah. and they say that you fuck fish. Uh, and they were really nervous telling Jason Momoa about this because they thought he was going to be pissed off, right? And Jason Momoa was like, hell yeah, I'm going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> well, apparently Ezra Miller, who's the Flash, mm-hmm. he's a huge fan of James Gunn. Like he loves Guardians movies, all that yeah. stuff. And so he actually, uh, he heard about it through Jason Momoa and he reached out to James Gunn and said, hey, can I do it too? And James Gunn was like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. Might as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sat there and I was like, okay, they're all like shadowed out. Yeah, silhouetted. Yeah, yeah. There's like silhou- like silhouetted. I was like, okay, are they really. And then I was like, oh shit, that's actually Jason. Oh shit, that's actually Ezra yeah. too. I was like, okay. They do the close up of Aquaman and Flash, yeah. and they actually have a quick dialogue. You know, because where he goes, go fuck a fish. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, like, man, I fucking I hate, hate that, that rumor. That's not a rumor. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Just that that banter between the team there. I was like, dude, that was my favorite scene. It was so good. I got I geeked out so hard. Over I mean, that honestly, there. that entire show. If if you have listened to this podcast and you haven't watched the show yet, please go watch the show. We, we've definitely spoiled the, the plot. Uh, yeah, everything. But, but we haven't so ruined the show. No, 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 not no. at all. You go watch yeah. it. I mean, you will be surprised. Like, that's the thing. This is a surprise hit, man. It is. It 100% is. But with that, we need to get into some trivia. It's time, it baby. It's time. It's trivia time. All right, Brando. It's a great day. It is. It's glorious. It is a wonderful day. It's a wonderful, glorious day Do here we have at Banter that? and Such. Yeah, it's over to your right. Brando, last week, you, I am not kidding you, this is probably the biggest discrepancy we've ever had on trivia. I got seven points and you got three points. It was a Star Wars episode. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's funny. So our original guest, Chris, that was supposed to be on that episode, he listened to it and even like went to the end where he's like, Xavier's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, there's no reason to be sorry. And Chris was texting me about it. He's like, fuck you. I can't, it's like just having fun with me. <laughs> but he's like, man, he goes, you brought up so much weird, strange Star Wars trivia. You I was like, did. Yeah, it's my, it's my fucking jam, man. I, I wrote that in the show notes. Did you see that? In the description oh, yeah, for the show? I, I did, yeah. That was one of the things like, what obscure ass, random ass <laughs> thing is Owen going to bring up next? Yeah. And I was like, even like, I think Orabesh is a language. And then after that, I was like, oh yeah, it is a language. When you said that, I was like, what the f-? I was like, I'm going to lose trivia so oh, hard. so hard. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Brando, why don't you go ahead and spin the loser's wheel? Right, here we go. Oh, that's a good spin. That was a good spin. A shot of Fernet. Fernet. You're going to fucking hate it. Oh, my gosh. All Are right. we going to take a pause so you can get it? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go pee, too. <laughs> All right. So for the listeners at home, uh, Fernet really isn't a loser's punishment. I just personally hate Fernet. It tastes like minty dog's asshole to me. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people really like it, especially the girls of Wasted Truth. So, uh, Brando, you've never had Fernet before. No. Okay. In fact, your minty dog asshole description is the very first thing I've ever learned about Fernet. So. There it is. So uh, you're lucky the shot is actually not a full shot because the girls of Wasted Truth drank almost the entire bottle that it, I had. It actually looks like some sort of juice that would leak out of a dog's bottle yeah, too. There so. it is. Well, cheers. all right. Here we go. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! 
wow, there's like multiple levels to it. Yeah. Oh. You're lucky I, I, I keep it in my freezer too. It makes it actually somewhat tolerable in my opinion. This really does taste like yeah. some sort of but cleaner or something. It does, but I, I'm, a, I'm a Jaeger fan, so I like Jaeger. But it, this, my mouth tastes like what a clean bathroom smells like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ammonia and bleach? Yes. I'm trusting you. I didn't even watch you pour this. Did you pour me ammonia and bleach? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I got a homeless dog and I just wringed it out. <laughs> That's dark. I'm sorry. That's... That was some dark shit. Anyways. We do have a lot of stray dogs, though. That's yeah, too many. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the score right now is, Brando, you have 26 and I have 27. Um, as the loser, you get to ask the first question. All right. The cameo. Okay. Um, we talked about Batman. Yeah. So, um, uh, Cyborg and Batman were not there. Yes. Um, why? I'll tell you why Cyborg wasn't there. Okay. But I'm going to ask you why was Batman not allowed to appear? Why did they erase him? Uh, is it is it because they don't know who's gonna like Ben Affleck and all the stuff like that that's going on with Ben Affleck and it's he get to reprise the role or not? No, but you are so close. Because they couldn't get uh, what's the Robert Pattinson to do it. No, no okay. No. It's because DC has officially replaced uh, Batfleck with Michael Keaton's Batman. No, they haven't officially replaced. Yeah, in it. the flat in the Flashpoint movie, Michael Keaton is now the official Batman of the DC universe, and he appears in the Batgirl movie also. And so, oh, that, I just okay, yeah. So, so I know he's in the new Flash movie, which is the only. Well, he's also in the new Batgirl movie. Oh, he's in all of the okay. DC movies from now on. He's the Batman of oh, the DC shit. universe. Okay, and so they didn't want to his very first appearance to be on the Peacemaker <laughs> show. <laughs> Got they wanted it. to wait until Flashpoint to make a big deal. You, you know what, DC? I'm going to give you a negative trivia point for that. It should have been <laughs> that, that. is super shitty. They All should right. have just done So the reason why Cyborg wasn't on there is because Ray Fisher, the actor who plays Cyborg mm-hmm. in Justice League, um, he was actually treated like super shitty by Joss Whedon. Um, mm. and, and apparently Joss Whedon like treated a bunch of people in a super shitty way. And particularly that movie. Like Gal Gadot, uh, who plays Wonder Woman, she yeah. spoke out about it. And Jeez. some of his former Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Uh, actor spoke out about it, but apparently he was like kind of racist. Um, and then Walter Hamada, who's the head of DC Entertainment, uh, I think he's DC Entertainment, some sort of Warner Brothers exec. He was basically covering for him and stuff oh, like that. Geez. And so basically, uh, uh, Cyborg was tweeting about it and made a big stink about it. And uh, Warner Brothers got pissed off at him and said, geez. "You know what? Fuck you and fuck Cyborg." Isn't that crazy? That's wow. I know. It's like some like like some drama, some behind the scenes drama. So oh, that's why right. there was no cyborg. Yeah. Unfortunate. All right. Unfortunate. So uh you already I we already kinda asked it, but like the opening song is a fucking great song. Yeah. And the band that plays that song is You really don't know? I okay. I do. I do know who it is. Okay, who is it? Uh uh it's Whenever he does this, it means he's coming up with a fake answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's not Led Zeppelin. It's Mm-mm. um um it's uh white, white snake. No, it's Wigwam. That's what I was Wigwam. <laughs> Wigwam is actually like they were a popular brand but like they had not really had any notoriety in a long time. They're actually thinking about breaking up and this show brought them back into yeah, the spotlight yeah. because it's a great fucking song. So I'm well, and it's like a like, because I knew that you didn't know the answer. I'm actually going to change it now and we're going to test how well you remember the intro 
of Peacemaker. So I'm going to read the chorus to you of of Do You Really Want to Taste It by Uh Wigwam. And I'm going to ask you to finish it. Okay. (laughs) So obviously it's like, do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? What goes up must come down. Do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? Baby, you're losing ground. Blind to what you soon become. The mirror lies. The whole world's wrong, but you dancing with the blinkers on. Oh, what's the last line? Uh, Eagles wings. (laughs) (laughs) So boring. It's throw your dog the invisible bone. Oh, throw! Yes! Throw your dog the invisible bone. They, they even emphasize yeah. that part. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? This song is so fun. Oh, it's so good. And it's like this throwback vibe to like kind of 80s hair metal too. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people actually thought it was Steel Panther that did the song, hmm. which is another kind of like uh, the darkness. It's like a joke on 80s glam, but actually really good 80s glam music that's modern. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, when when Peacemaker was at that woman's house and he was going through her record collection, oh and, yeah, like Cinderella, yeah. Choir Boy, yeah, that was wonderful. And they yeah. ended up like playing a bunch in the in the van. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, let's talk about the Justice League cameo again. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was so excited. I'm like a giddy fanboy. Um, so it was not filmed by the Peacemaker crew when they filmed uh, Flash and Aquaman. Okay, that that was actually not filmed by the Peacemaker crew. Um, in fact, it wasn't even filmed by the DC studios, not by Warner brothers at all. Okay. Um, what studio filmed just that like 10 second cameo scene right there with, with flash and, and Aquaman, uh, uh, star Wars studio. I don't know. Uh, n- no, all it's Marvel. It's Marvel. So, so yeah. I guess it's both under Disney, but it, so, but it was actually straight up a Marvel movie was in production. You mean a DC movie was in production? Nope. Wait, I'm so confused. What? Yep. That's why this is crazy. So uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, a Marvel movie was in production. I should have fucking known that. At Marvel Studios, and they brought over the DC characters to film that scene. Okay. And and they did that because while James Gunn was filming Peacemaker at Warner Brothers Mm -hmm. lot with the DC stuff – they did uh, a camera test for one of the new characters, I think, in the upcoming uh, either Guardians and movie or Black M- Panther Mern, movie. Mern, the, the actor that plays Mern is going to be in Guardians Galaxy 3. Yeah. yeah. So they did a thing with him. So basically it was like DC doing a favor for Marvel. So then when they went to go film the cameo, Marvel did the favor for DC. Gotcha. I just okay. thought that was cool. Yeah, you know? That's a good one. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Originally, we know Peacemaker as Chris Smith. But when he got rebooted in the 1980s for Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh-huh. his name was changed to Chris what? That's a good question. Was it Harcourt? Was mm-hmm. it Chris Harcourt? No. Oh. It was Chris Schmidt because- Oh, yes. He was then a- now, He was then a- son of a Nazi scientist That's and they right. had to give him a, a German last name. So Schmidt, yeah. German last name, German. So his dad became, because the original backstory. one, yeah. his dad was nothing. And he yeah, was, he yeah, was a politician or something yeah. like that, where this one is now his dad was a Nazi scientist. Yeah. Oh, wow. Z- zeros across the board. <laughs> we don't know jack yeah. shit. Um, okay. So Harcourt, yeah. uh, the actress who plays Harcourt. Mm-hmm. In real life, she's engaged to someone who's famous in Hollywood, like a famous Hollywood person. Do you know who she is engaged to? Engaged to a famous Hollywood person? Mm-hmm. 
That's a little broad. Can I can I get it narrowed down a little bit? Uh, I'll say a Hollywood director. Hollywood director. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hollywood uh, Hollywood director director director. Uh, Denny Villeneuve. Uh, it's James Gunn. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm like, I'm sitting here. It's like, he asked this question for a reason. So it has to be like his favorite director. Yeah. 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 It'd okay. be really just, wow. yeah, All right. that's James Gunn's girl. Yeah. Uh, so. okay. Here we go. Robert Patrick and John Cena have starred together before in another movie. Oh, what shit. movie was that? Robert Patrick. Okay. T-1000. Yeah, T-1000 and, and Peacemaker. And Peacemaker have been in a movie before. I, I haven't seen any John Cena stuff, though. It was the one you mentioned. I, I have not mentioned this. Oh, you haven't? Mm-mm. And it's a movie, not it's a, a show. movie. It is a movie. Shit. They were in a show together, Psych, but I don't think it's on the same episode. Oh, but man. movie three, two, one. Yeah, Rambo 17. <laughs> Holy shit, really? Oh my god. No, I'm kidding. It was actually John Cena's first major role in The Marine. Robert oh, Patrick yeah. is the bad guy in it. Yeah, I yeah. knew it would be some like serious B action movie oh, or something. Oh, it's so bad. I watched The Marine back in the day when it came out. Uh, have you seen Rambo 17? I have. It's fantastic. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really lot good. Better than people yeah. realize. <laughs> okay. Uh, Adebayo. My mm-hmm. my favorite character from the show, um, that actress who plays Autobio, she has she had a famous role before this. Orange is the new black. Yes, Orange is the new black. James Gunn saw her in Orange is oh the God. new black. First point of the episode and fell in love with her there. Yeah, yeah. was that the, that was it? That was it. Okay, yeah, cool. Orange is the new black. Uh, oh, all she right. was wonderful in that show. So R rated superhero movies run in the Gunn family. James Gunn's cousin Mark wrote a really interesting r-rated superhero movie what movie was it and it was a movie that was actually made actually made an r-rated superman yes mark gunn mark gunn wrote can can i get a hint is it like a a relatively newer movie or is it an older movie? uh it's it's a newer movie came out i would say two three years ago and there's a reason why this is i chose this question specifically for you and it's a live action, so it's not like this weird, like one-off animated. It is a live action R-rated superhero movie. Shit, man, Mark Gunn. I believe it did get theater play, but uh, I think it was it mainly got no writing on Netflix. It's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. That I got no. Okay, I is it that Jamie Fox movie where he takes the pills? No, damn it. Oh man, yeah, uh, it is Brightburn. Brightburn. Oh, the Superman movie. The Superman yeah. movie. Yeah. Jeez. Where well, it's yeah. an evil Superman movie. Yeah. Where yeah. it's if if Clark, when he like landed, was actually like an evil. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he's like eight years old, he just massacres the entire world. <laughs> I actually really liked it. People hate, talk shit on it, but I really liked yeah. it. Yeah. I actually haven't seen it, but I've heard it's very good. It, I honestly, yeah. as a, the big Superman fan that you are, I would highly suggest watching it. It's, it's more of a horror flick. Or like thriller yeah, horror. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because the kid not the actually kid, like was... heat visions people. Like it's like, yeah, oh yeah, he, he likes people. Oh, it's bad. Um, okay, is this my last one? I think this is my last one. Like, you did that one and that one and that. I think this is my last one. Okay. Um, there is something. I got two more, but. There's something special uh, about Vigilante's suit. Um, okay. It gives him a specific ability. Okay. Um, is it that his, uh, the visor is prescription? Yeah. <laughs> 
damn it. <laughs> if you notice, he wears glasses. Yeah. But when he puts his helmet on, he takes his glasses off. And James Gunn said because his visor is <laughs> prescription. <laughs> so stupid. I hate uh, that you knew that. Damn it. Yeah. I, I thought for sure I was going to stump you on that. Was, that. that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I know that is on my Facebook feed. There's like James Gunn just confirmed like a huge fan theory about Vigilante's costume. Yeah. It was the ultimate clickbait. And I clicked it. And like second sentence was like, it's prescription. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Stupid. They don't even talk about it in the yeah. show. It's no, just a James all. Gunn thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have two more questions. All right. I, I think I, that was all of mine. Okay. Well, I had five. Did you have more than five? I, I came up with a, a six oh, okay. just in case. But I'm going to ask both and because I have you have zero. I have two points. So we okay. might be able to, to right. do something. All right. First question. Peacemaker said that Judo Master survived the gunshot because judo people can replace organs with their heart. What organ did Peacemaker say that Judo Master probably replaced his heart with? Oh, man. Oh, he just says so many off-the-wall shit in that yeah, show. That, exactly. Like, that's that, one of those yeah. lines. It's a throwaway line, but it's so interesting because they then they riff on it for like another 30 seconds. So it's like, there's no way that... Oh, uh, give me an organ. Was it his liver? No, kidney. You were close. Kidney. Kidney, yeah. Dang it. Yeah, sorry. All right, last question. This is another judo master question. Oh, okay, there we go. And this one is a fan theory, and it's really interesting. The, there's a theory on why specifically judo master is always eating hot Cheetos. Why? Okay, so there is a connection with Eagly because he makes the the comment about how if you just uh, ruffle a bag, bag of you think you have chips of chips, yeah, then you can control Eagly, like it'll get Eagly to come. Mm-hmm. Is it because he was being controlled with the with the Cheetos, like they were you're, using that to control him? You're or kind of close, or but like, it's it's the opposite of what you're saying. So the theory is that Judo Master was obviously an ally of the butterflies, yeah but didn't want to be taken over by the butterflies and his costume covered every single one of his orifices besides his mouth. (laughs) So the theory is he was constantly eating hot Cheetos because the spiciness of the hot Cheetos would not allow the butterflies to take him over. Oh, that's so good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking fan theory. And that's why I added that as a sixth question. Cause I'm like, it's not, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, no, that's in my head canon. That's official. I'm right there with you. It is official. (laughs) Well, Brando, Shit, did you win? You it is won. another glorious uh, day here at Banter and Such. Oh man, you had zero points. <laughs> yeah, I award you no points. <laughs> May God Everyone in this room is now dumber <laughs> for having hurt you. It wasn't that bad. I award you no points, and may God have mercy. <laughs> no, on the Billy Madison quote doesn't apply to this situation. <laughs> that needs to be on the trivia soundboard. On the soundboard. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, and then I got two points. Yeah, yeah. good job. So you earned them. You earned them. Twenty six to thirty one. You know what I realized? What's that? This was our very first DC episode. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, we did the Suicide Squad. That's right. <laughs> Do I get a third point? No. Joko, <laughs> he asked okay. me a question. That was stupid. I didn't ask you a question. I was making an observation. It was a wrong observation, <laughs> but it was still. You know what? We're gonna need to do like the whole DC movies thing. We should just do like a DC movies episode. Oh god. Or I'm... like a Zack Snyder's Justice League episode. I'm down for that. Let's do that. That that probably need to be a two parter. 
I it would need to be an extended cut. <laughs> we have a four hour long banter and such episode. Yeah, uh, Re- release the banter our, cut. Yeah. Release the banter <laughs> cut. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Oh shit, this was great, man. This is yeah. great. Honestly, I always love having guests on, but it's it's just fun to get back to basics and just have you and me just bullshit with one another again. Well, we're about to talk about that in bonus banter. Bonus banter, yes, we yeah. are. So we are online. We're on the social media, so we're connecting yeah. with people. We got followers. We post stuff. Yeah. Uh, where can they find us? So you can find us on Instagram at Banter and Such Podcast. We post, you know, a couple times a week. We're at, very active on our stories. Our feed is more just like the loser wheel stuff. But please, like, follow us. You know, if you comment, we we're here. You know, this is the best way to engage with us is on Instagram. We also have a Reddit, Banter and Such. As oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah. You know how like no you... hate this week on Reddit. I know. No, That's... no one hated anything we said about Boba Fett on Reddit. Oh, we got to post something. Yeah. <laughs> You know how, like, you listen to, like, a podcast and, like, you imagine what the people look like in your mind? Oh, yeah. And then you go, like, to their Instagram and you see what they look like in real life. Oh, God. And it's always – it never matches. Yeah. Like, I encourage everyone to go check us out. We take pictures and videos of each other every week. So, like, you can see what we actually look like. You can see how much Brando doesn't look like out of bio. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I did say that. (laughs) But between the two of us, I look more like out of bio than you do. So – uh, y- yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one. So if anybody gets canceled, it's you, not me. No, that's it. fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, but we are also proud members of the Helios Network, a collection of great podcasts made by regular people. You can check us out at www.theheliosnetwork.com, and you can see some of our other amazing podcasts like Wasted Truth. Woo! Wasted truth. Oh man, yeah, you're gonna hear a lot about us. You know, we've been or a lot about them. We've been talking about them quite a lot, but it's absolutely hilarious. Nick and Jill are two of the craziest ladies I know here in Nashville. They're, They're bartenders. Yes, and it's just them, just talking shit about working in the service industry. It's almost like the lady version of banter and such. Oh, 100. percent Like it's yeah. two, it's two women, and they're like just as raw and real, but like from a totally different perspective, and far raunchier than the, us. Oh, they're way. <laughs> they're really are and they talk about like their topic was is just like the insider storytelling of like the the bar scene and the industry scene in nashville and it's so fucking hilarious and interesting oh you will fall in love with those two ladies they are wonderful 100 percent um and what was i gonna say oh yeah you want to support our show uh, check out our PodFan. It's like Patreon. People are like, what the fuck is PodFan? Pod yeah. It's Patreon. It's, it's Patreon. It's just a different version of Patreon, mm-hmm. and, but it, it just, it's an it's a better version. It's a better version. Yeah. It's easier for us to use and be able to engage you all. And there's different uh, subscription tiers that start from like $5, go up to $25. It's just any way. It just helps us promote the show. All that money that we get in from it goes into making the Helios Network and banter and such better. Hell yeah, man. We're trying to grow this thing. Yeah. And we're bringing on new shows and we're you know, trying to make our, our shows better, our studio better. Yeah. And so if you uh, subscribe or give at all on our pod fan, you will get access to bonus banter, yeah. which is essentially another show. Like we, I mean, every single week we do another 20 to 40 minute, uh, it's our after show. It's where- a lot less... Uh, not scripted. It's uh, not on topic at it, all. We it, just we just sit down and talk. Yeah, because no. in the show we talk about what we're here to talk about, <laughs> but in bonus banter we just fucking it ramble. Goes. <laughs> it fucking goes. <laughs> oh, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Banter and Such. Next week we're actually talking about a movie that I'm equally excited for and not excited for, uh-huh. which is going to be the new Uncharted. <laughs> 
<laughs> movie. We're, we're going to see how it goes. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. So we're going to see how it goes. Well, I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And until next time, may your week be filled with BS. I'm still cannot believe how fucking good Peacemaker was. Dude, like, ah, like, I was really looking forward to it. Like, every week, it was one of the shows I'm looking forward to. There's oh, yeah. Very few shows where I, like, I know when the episode drops. We had such good content because it was Wednesdays was Book of Boba Fett and Thursdays was Peacemaker. So it was like,